Hello and welcome back to West Main Bible Church Podcast. I am David. Today we'll be on lesson number 42 in the book of Daniel. But before we begin, as is our custom, let's remember 1 John 1 9 as may or may not be necessary. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you to bless this lesson today. Give me some portion of wisdom so I can impart it and do it some justice. Thank you for providing the word. Bless us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Last week we taught Daniel chapter 3 verse 17. And then we begin the teaching of the doctrine of faith rest. I'm not going to do the review of the verses. We're going to move forward down to the near the bottom of page one. And take a look at verse 18 in the KJV. It reads, But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego understood the faith rest drill. Believing God and God's word had become a way of life for these three young men. By now, the three men are probably 35 to 37 years of age. So we'll continue with the doctrine of faith rest. And we'll look at the security in Christ. In Romans chapter 8, we are given assurance of our security. And let's look at chapter 8, verse 28 through 39. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to become conformed to the image of his Son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, who he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, then he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, In all these things, we are more than conquerors 
through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We should give thanks concerning all things, because it was God himself who designed our very own spiritual life. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Every believer is urged to get under the authority of his or her pastor and cast all cares upon our gracious Father. 1 Peter 5.2 Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, serving as overseers, not because you must, because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not greedy for money, but eager to serve. And then 1 Peter 5, 3-7, Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Young men, in the same way, be submissive to those who are older. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety to him because he cares for you. When in trouble, we must not assume we know it all, because we certainly don't, says the Lord. Jeremiah 33, 2 and 3. This is what the Lord says, He who made the earth, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Prayer, when properly applied, will facilitate a recovery from anxiety. Philippians 4, 6, and 7 Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. No matter what the fight or the odds, the battle is the Lord's. 1 Samuel 17:47. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's. Now Goliath God will give you into our hands. God's timing is perfect, and this certainly includes our death. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6, 7, and 8. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, forth, there is laid upon for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, 
and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Fear is not of God, as we have seen in Second Timothy 1.7. The answer to fear is proper mental attitude based on doctrine. 1 Corinthians 2.5 Your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How do we handle a normal day, then, is how we handle an abnormal day. Psalms 56, verse 3 and 4. When I am afraid, I will trust in you, in God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3 and 4. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. One of our major faith rest principles must be our belief in eternal security. If we doubt our salvation, we can become a casualty in the angelic conflict efficacy of Christ and magnifying our self-importance. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If we worry over sin and time, we are also casualties for we are in essence doubting the word of God and his power to keep us. Sin is no longer an issue. They were nailed to the cross and when we cite them to God as a believer they are forgotten and we are forgiven and purified. 1 John 2.2 Christ is a propitiation for our sins but not for ours only but for the sins of the entire world. 1 John 1, 8, 9, 10 If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, we've heard that before. 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, again, and 10. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. 1 John 2, 1. My little children, these things write I unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Philippians 3.13 Forgetting those things which are behind, and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Romans 8.32 He that spared not his own son 
but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? We therefore should cling to promises like Romans 8.31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Philippians 4.19 But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 10.13 There hath no temptation taken you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Ephesians 3.20 Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Jude one twenty four and 25 now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to prevent, present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Matthew 10, 30 and 31. And even the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Proverbs 3, 6. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. 14.26 He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for his children it will be a refuge. Psalms 118.8-9 It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. Isaiah 30, 20 and 21 Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you, saying, This is the way. Walk in it. An expanded translation of verse 18 might read, But even if Jehovah God doesn't choose to save us, we still won't worship your gods and the idolatrous image you have erected. Since we have been away for a while, let me sum up the attitude of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before getting into verse 19. The brave boys did not seek to earn or deserve deliverance, nor did they attempt to coerce or bribe God. They were content for him to determine their faith. 1 Peter 4.19 So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. These Jewish believers were fantastic. Few believers facing death, facing death consider the fact 
that God alone determines life and death. Psalms 31.15 My times are in your hands. Deliver me from my enemies and from those who pursue me. Any hope that Nebuchadnezzar might have had regarding their repentance soon vanished. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not even try to save themselves. There was no mincing of words. There was no double talk or attempt to placate the furious king. Without a moment's hesitation, they said, We will not serve nor worship the golden image. It's interesting to note that while adultery had led Judah into captivity under the fifth cycle of discipline, it afforded these three believers, believing Jews an opportunity to take a positive stand for God. And you look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 1 through 3. Judah's sin is engraved with an iron tool, inscribed with a flint point, on the tablets of their hearts and on the horns of their altars. Even their children remember their altars and ashfur poles beside the spreading trees on the high hills. My mountain and the land and your wealth and all your treasures I will give away as plunder, together with your high places because of sin throughout your country. Because they served the Lord day by day, these men had the moral courage to defy the king's order. This was only possible because of the backbone in their souls. Otherwise, they would have fallen apart and rationalized outward obeisance in order to save their lives. Many years later, Paul would express this same attitude in Philippians 1.21, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. This scenario is a good example of a principle found in Psalm 76.10, For the wraths of man shall praise thee. Jesus Christ controls history despite the fact that Satan rules the world. The evils perpetrated by Satan often fail to achieve his ends and instead provide opportunities for the truth to be revealed and sent through the world. God may exploit these opportunities directly, as when he sent fire from heaven in answer to Elijah's prayer. And that's in 1 Kings chapter 18, and that'll be in verse uh, 21 through 39. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. But the people said nothing. Then Elijah said to them, I am the only one of the Lord's prophets left. But Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let them choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces and put it on the wood but not set fire to it. I will prepare the other bull and put it on the wood but not set fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord. 
The God who answered by fire, he is God. Then all the people said, What you say is good. Elias said to the prophets of Baal, Choose one of the bulls and prepare it first. Since there are so many of you, call on the name of your God, but do not light the fire. So they took the bull given them and prepared it. Then they called on the name of Baal from morning till noon. Oh, Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response, no one answered. And they danced around the altar they had made. At noon, Elijah began to taunt them. Shout louder, he said. Surely he is a god. Perhaps he's deep in thought, or busy, or traveling. Maybe he is sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and slashed themselves with swords and spears, as was their custom, until their blood flowed. Midday passed, and they continued their frantic prophesying until the time for the evening sacrifice. But there was no response, no one answered, no one paid attention. Then Elijah said to all the people, Come here to me. They came to him. And he prepared the altar of the Lord, which was in ruins. Elijah took twelve stones, one for each of the tribes descended from Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Your name shall be Israel. With the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord, and he dug a trench around it large enough to hold thirteen quarts of seed. He arranged the wood, cut the bull into pieces, and laid it on the wood. Then he said to them, Fill four large jars with water, and pour it on the offering and on the wood. Do it again, he said, and they did it again. Do it a third time, he ordered, and they did it a third time. The water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed, O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and you have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, O Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and also licked up the water in the trenches. Then all the people saw this. They fell prostrate and cried, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. Why don't we stop right there? And I'm going to be at the top of page 8. When we get back here together, as usual, thank you for coming. Appreciate you being here. I look forward to being with you again next week. If there's anyone out there without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Then use what we looked at today at 1 John 1, 9. Name back those sins and get on the right path. 
Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for all your many blessings. Please metabolize this doctrine into our soul. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Until next time. So long.